You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. Welcome back to Time to Revive. It's Mark Bird with you again, hosting another episode. And with me on the line today, joining me remotely, all the way from Springfield, Ohio, Pastor Terry McKinney. Pastor Terry, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you, Mark. Good to be here, buddy. Yeah, I'm so excited. We met a few months back, Pastor Terry, and just in passing how it works, you know, when you find someone that has a heart that's on fire for God and that just really wants to see the gospel go forth, it doesn't take long to get to know one another, Pastor Terry. That's true, man. Kindred spirits. Uh, That's the way I felt about you as well. Yeah. And so this is so exciting because we've talked many times, sat in your office and stood and and worshiped together and all kinds of things already and preparing for revival in your community. But Pastor Terry, today, specifically, as we continue this series called Lifestyle Evangelism, really living the gospel, if you will, that could be the subtitle for all of this mess, right? Living the gospel, because the reason I use the word mess, Terry, is because the world is in a mess. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt. Yeah, and you know, in Springfield, and I think you're finding this out too, that uh, it's a mess as well, right? <laughs> we and, all are. You know, one of the things we say here at the church is that that ministry is exciting. It's yeah. crazy and it's messy, right? And it's messy. And anytime we're doing evangelism or I say doing, that's not even the right way to say it. Anytime we're living the life, <laughs> the kingdom yeah. of life that he wants us to do, we're involved in the ministry of, helping people find and follow Jesus. It's always going to be messy, man. Always. Yeah. And I love that Pastor Terry, because that's one of the the key phrases I think that, that you're leading your church with helping people find and follow Jesus, which is so true. It's exactly what our heartbeat is here at Revive. And, and these are the things that we've unpacked and talked about a lot, but today I just felt like the subtitle, if you will, of this particular episode And Pastor Terry, I know you're helping lead this particular thing as well, or help leading your flock through this. But church, where are you? Like, where is the church today? Because for whatever reason, we've drifted or we've ran in some cases, or we've wandered. You know, the Bible talks about us being like sheep. And what do sheep do? Kind of for a living, they wander, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, very true. Yeah, and so Pastor Terry, if you could just just begin to talk about what is motivating you to really call the church back, mm-hmm. you know, to to our roots. Yeah, man, that, that that's a long story. It really goes <laughs> back back to the day I was born again, man, 1984, April 4th. Never forget the day. Salvation changed everything. I mean, meeting Jesus changed my life literally. Uh, not just spiritually, but literally, physically, the way I thought, the way I talked. And I never forget that night, man. And there was no no church. There was no preachers. There was no music. It was me and Jesus in a couch. Right. And, and uh, he just, man, he got hold of my heart and, and convicted me of my sin. And, and when he did that, he showed me that, you know, there's a penalty for my sins. I was going to go to hell. I mean, right. it was really clear in my heart, but he also showed me the cross, man. Terry, I love you this much. And, you know, at that point in time, when I received Christ and I I begged him to come into my life and save me, it was like, uh, okay, this is it. There's nothing 
any more important that, that you can share than Jesus Christ, the hope right. of the world. He's salvation. And so really, literally that night, I'm on the phone at one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, calling my brothers and sisters, say, hey, man, I'm coming to Jesus, you know, and they're just like, <laughs> why are you bothering me? You know, but it that heart's never left because I know that he's the only hope. And so that's been in me for 38 years. And, and you know, as I preach the gospel and done youth ministry and, and camp meetings and different stuff, uh, I've just looked at the church and seen the church and always felt like need to challenge the church, man, to be the church. Right. You know, we, we do a lot of training. We do a lot of study. We do a lot of talk. But being a church is totally different. Going out and, and being the hands and the feet and the mouthpiece. So uh, I, I think that's been put in my heart, man, from the beginning is challenge the church and, and to say, guys, let's be the salt and the light. Matthew 28, 16 through 20. That's a command, right? Not a request. Right. So uh, I, I've seen it in the church all my life. I've seen the church uh, play the church. And I think God has put me and people like you and others and said, hey, no more of that. Let's go be the church. And what, what does that look like in Revive Ohio? It might look a little different than this over here and over here, but it's still going out and proclaiming the gospel. So, uh, yeah, when you say there's a condition of wandering, uh, I believe we just wandered from mission, brother. Matthew 28. I mean, we wandered from mission. So good. And, you know, I, I'm amazed as we unpack this today, I'm amazed how the Lord takes you through. So my listeners know we talk about this every week, but I pray and I say, Lord, give me a specific person that can speak into this particular episode today and lead us. And man, the Lord took me to Jeremiah. And I'll be honest, I, I get led to a lot of New Testament scriptures. I do during these programs because, you know, we are walking out, living as a New Testament church. However, the Old Testament is just as relevant as anything. And I have a great deep love and affection for the Old Testament. Without further ado, the Lord took me to Jeremiah today. You know, in chapter 3 and verse 14, he says, Return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. Mm. And so a lot of times, you know, the church, and when we begin to talk about sharing the gospel, sharing the love of Christ, a lot of people call it sharing your faith. We'll begin to talk about that. I see church people and they get all guilt ridden over it. Oh man, you know, I, I this, that, excuse, whatever, you know, this. That. And I said, but listen, man, you can start today. And I'm just reminded of the Lord saying, I'm married. If you find yourself in a backsliding condition, and it's just meaning that we're not doing the things that the Lord's called us to do, Terry. It doesn't mean that you're, you've are you walked away from the Lord or you've forsaken him or anything like that, but it's just that you've kind of slid back, right? And he said, I'm married to you. I will take you, one from a city, two from a family. You know, we could go on and on and say, couple from a church, you know, this kind of thing, yeah. but I'll bring you to Zion. And, and verse 15 is where I want to land on this particular reading. And I'll give you shepherds according to my heart who mm. will feed you with knowledge, not just knowledge, Pastor Terry, but also right. understanding. And I think it's so fitting today. We're sitting here talking about that because you are one of those shepherds that I've met. And I've met a lot of shepherds in my five years with Revive. But here's the thing, man, you just know when, when you come face to face with them, boom, God is calling these shepherds out. And you know, Pastor Terry, we've had these conversations, even in your community with other shepherds. And they're like, you know what? The Lord's kind of 
hitting me upside the head and telling me to get back to my roots, get back to what the church is called to do and be. And Terry, you're one of those guys that has been doing it, like you said. But let's talk just for a second, because this isn't necessarily about the people that meet in your building. When we talk about the church, I want people to understand listening to this. Now, I'm not talking about Pastor Terry and the church that he pastors, or even the denomination that he belongs. That isn't that at all. When I talk about church, it's what we call the big C church. That means all of us, the body of Christ. Terry, tell me your heart about that, because I I think I got a sneaking suspicion you've got a bigger picture of this. Well, I don't know if it's bigger, but I I think we have a very similar picture. You know, one of the things we we see in Springfield happening, I believe this, here's what the Lord's put on my heart. I've been saying it to the body of Christ here at Hillside since I've been here, is that we have to be one church, because Jesus is the head of the church, we're the body, and there's one church. That's so, good. You know, we get to the kingdom. There's not Baptist, Presbyterian, Church of God, Methodist, Assemblies of God, whatever, non-denominationals. We quotes around that, right? It's going to be his church, his bride. You said that. He, we're married, right? We're, we're his bride. So, yeah, I look at the church here in Springfield of the 117 or 171 churches, whatever it is. I'm dyslexic. Uh, but you look at that, and God has called us, man, to be one church. And that's been the conviction since you even came into the picture as well is that I see God organically moving you guys right into the community and saying, we're going to bring the church together. And you say that at every revived time we get together, it's one church. And I want to see that, brother. I want to be a part of that before I die. I want to see that one church be the church. And it will transform Springfield and Ohio and the nation. And you'll go back to John, what is it, 17, where Jesus prays that the church might be what? One, One. unified, unified. So yeah, man, uh, I people ask me what I am. I say I'm a follower of Christ. I don't say I'm Baptist or Methodist or, or Church of God. No, I'm a follower. And everybody that knows Jesus, that's what we are. We're followers. We're one church. So yeah, I'm excited about what how you guys bring that message as well. And I think it tears down walls in our community, which dude, you know, there's a lot of walls to tear down. There are, Terry, but you know what's exciting? Because if you look at the Great Commission as listed in Matthew 28, we talk about it zillions of times, even on this radio program. But it's what's amazing to it is Jesus said, go and make disciples. That's the first thing he said, go and make disciples. Now, is he referring to go make disciples of Baptists or did he say go and make, you know, all those denominations? He didn't say that, dude. He's mm-hmm. like, make disciples of me. Yes, that's right. And that's really what the heartbeat of all of this is, Terry. The heartbeat of it is, is like we're out there trying to equip and train the church, the big C church, the body of Christ, to turn around and make disciples for what? For Christ. Christ, that's it, yeah. And I want to skip over, if you could, Terry, to Jeremiah chapter 4. So the very next chapter over, in the very beginning, I want to have folks hear this. Jeremiah 4, 1, if you return, O Israel, says the Lord, return to me. Terry, that's what we're saying. Return to the Lord. And listen, I don't care where you are. I don't care if you've been sitting in the pew for 69 years or if you've been sitting in the pew for 69 minutes. Mm -hmm. The truth is, is we got to return to the Lord. And why? Here's what he says. And if you will put away your abominations out of my sight, then you shall not be moved. And you shall swear the Lord lives in truth, in judgment, and in righteousness. 
The nations shall bless themselves in him and in him they shall glory. And man, if we want this nation to glory, if we want the state of Ohio to glory, if we want Springfield, if we want all of this thing to glory, then we've got to return to the Lord. And it is just with the heart, man, I'm not talking about following another set of rules or another, you know, another checklist or something like that, man, I'm just talking about return to the Lord, period. Man, well, you go back to Revelations, you know, where where Jesus is speaking to the church in Ephesus, and he, he said, just you got to look back how far you have fallen, you know, come back to me. And that's such a, I think, for the church right now, and I was even preaching on it this weekend, you know, repentance is about the changing of our mind. You know, your mind is transformed, it's changed, it's going another direction. And I mean, that's exactly what Jeremiah is saying. Isaiah says the same, same thing. It's talking to Israel, turn, man, turn. You know, you know God, you know the truth, but you got to turn from the what? The idols. And brother, right. I mean, just going to be real. We have idols throughout the church. Come on. We worship our t- pastors. We worship our worship teams. We worship our buildings. We worship the, the cathedrals that we have built, the, the stained glass. Hey, we have the pews that had the plaques on them with names on them. I mean, I come you. on, man. Are they not our idols in, in so many ways? And uh, But, you know, what you're saying there, man, it's that turning back and, and turning it like a detestable idols. Turn your back on all this stuff. And preachers got to do it, too. You know this, man. Because sometimes it's, I'm building my church. Really, I, I thought Jesus said he's going to build his church. Right. You know, and we get so caught up on our kingdom building that we get off of his kingdom building. And so, again, repentance is a big part of that. And, you know, that word repent is not a dirty word. Right. I think, I think that's something we got to understand. We, we need to repent pretty much every day because there's things we're allowing in our mind, in our life, that's taking away from our walk with God, taking away that relationship with him. So Lord, help me repent every day. David cried out, Lord, search me and know me, right? Amen. So the church needs to do the same thing. Uh, I'm going to give you a scripture, man, that's been on my heart this last week. And it goes back to Isaiah 7. And, uh, you know, Isaiah, is, he's prophesying, man, about the, the enemy that's getting ready to come to Judah and Jerusalem and all that type of stuff. And he gets down into to verse uh, 9, and he talks about, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Wow. And that was what a statement, man. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at the church and even Jeremiah. I mean, when we're married, we got to stay in that marriage, right? We walk in that marriage. We love in that marriage. We grow in that marriage. And uh, it's the same thing. You got to stand firm in your faith in that relationship with the father. And if you don't, it says you won't stand at all. And I'm concerned, man. I mean, not to get off topic. I'm just concerned for the church, bro. I think we've lost the the heart and, and the the mission. The mission doesn't have us anymore. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and we don't create our own mission. And I think that's another thing. I've been this long enough, man. I've been to all these conferences. Write your vision out. Get your mission statement out there. <laughs> do this. And you know, yeah. said, I have the mission. I am the mission. Jesus that's had right. the mission. It had him. Let it get you and just do. Go and be. Yeah, Terry. And that's why I felt led to say, this is return to me. Church, yeah. where are you? Re- just return to me. And you know what? I hear this quite frequently, honestly, Terry, as we go about community, community, walking this out, saying, let's have revival. And what that means is not let's get together for a meeting in a building. Let's have revival where we actually take Jesus with us. Mm-hmm. We go out into the community to love on people. And people go, well, are you saying that I'm not a Christian because I don't share my faith? I'm not telling you that. I don't know your heart. God does. But here's what I will say. If you're married 
and you're madly in love with your spouse, eventually your spouse will come out in your conversation with me or other people, mm-hmm. right? Those around you, if you're madly in love, that will come out your mouth. Yeah, that's true. And I say, I'm not a judge, but I am a fruit inspector. Yeah. And I'm just saying this, man, if Jesus never comes out your mouth, mm-hmm. then I got to wonder if you're hot or cold Mm. or you can't, you, you called it out, Pastor Terry, <laughs> Revelation, right? Where Jesus it, writes the letter to the church at Laodicea, mm-hmm. or are we lukewarm? That's it, man. Which in my vernacular is gagging to the Lord, right? Yeah. Makes him and, sick. Uh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not judging you. I'm encouraging you yeah. to return to the Lord, just like Jeremiah mm-hmm. uh, spoke to the people. Uh, the oracles of God saying, return to me, Israel. And I'm, I want to bless you. Amen. And, 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 you know, Pastor Terry, I honestly feel like this. I feel like um, the people that are uneasy or they're fidgety or they're even pushing back to me and saying, well, Pastor Mark, you know, you're judging me saying I'm not a good Christian unless I share the gospel. And I say this, man, it's because you're missing out on the grandest opportunity that we've ever had. Because let me tell you, if you share the gospel, Terry, you've witnessed this yourself. You share the gospel and you watch a human being go from death to life, man, man, there is nothing sweeter. And by the way, heaven is rejoicing. Amen. Yeah. At that. Well, and, you know, you, you talk about we pray your kingdom come, Lord, right? Yeah. He's been teaching me this, man. He says, Terry, man, every time you're praying that, all you're saying is, hey, more people know me. More people know me. Because the more people that know him, the kingdom grows, right? And that's what's happening. And the kingdom come, his rule, reign be done. We know that. But every time you lead somebody to Christ, and I say you lead, every time the spirit of God leads somebody to himself and draws somebody, we just get to be a part of it. That's it. And we get to witness it. Man, that's the kingdom coming, brother. And, you know, and the day can come and we pray at this for the city all the time. God, draw this city to yourself. You right. know, Lord, let your light fall on the city today. I was coming over the hill this morning, man. And it was like, Lord, just shine on this city today and let them see you because that's what we want. And, and Mark, you and I, we're not the answer, buddy. That's for sure. Answer, Jesus is the answer, right? And uh, so, you know, again, you go back to Jeremiah, was it 29, 11? Is it 20? What is that? Uh, What's that say? There's, there's a famous quote. Uh, uh, what is Jeremiah it? 2011. Yeah. yeah, what is that? Everybody quotes it, right? Oh, what yeah. Is, for I know the plans plan I have for you. For you. But think about that. Let's go ahead and, and finish that out, though. He says, when you seek me with what? All Remember? your heart. There you go. You, you will find me. And I love that part, man. And, you know, we talk about the church right now, and that's what we're talking about. Is the church seeking God with all of our heart? Are we consumers or are we seekers? And I just raised my hand, man. I, I, I'm a pastor and I've been guilty, I believe, of feeding a bunch of consumers sometimes. You know what I mean? Amen, and, just, brother. and just doing it week after week and falling in that groove. And, and God says, no, man, we're the church. We're the living church, you know, making the impact. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyways, I chasing a rabbit there. <laughs> I love it though, Terry, because it's your heart. And, and that's what my desire is on all of these podcasts, all these episodes is for people to hear your heart because dude, your heart is beating for the Lord. And listen, I need people to hear that because it's contagious brother. Yeah, amen. And listen, here's what the scripture says. 
It's his kindness that leads us to repentance, man. And when you hear somebody else talk about the goodness of God and how sweet it is to be able to share his living word, his life-giving, saving grace with somebody else and be able to experience that, man, that's what lights the fire. Terry, I was just sitting here listening to you and uh, the song by Toby Mac came to my mind, City on Our Knees. And I thought about that because we have, we've been praying in your community for your community for a few months now. And I just love these lyrics. It says, tonight's the night for sinners and the saints. Two worlds collide in a beautiful display. It's all love tonight. We may step across the line. We can sail across the sea to a city with one king, a city on our knees. A city on our knees, man. Amen. Amen. And and brother, sister, listener, you may be out there and you'd be like, man, I listen, man, whatever. But here's the thing. Can you get on your knees with us? Yeah. Oh, I'm really asking you right now, because Terry, you know, when we get on our knees, man, the Lord can really start to speak to our hearts. Mm -hmm. The Lord can really start calling us back to himself individually. And like you said, Terry, happened to you on your couch. Yeah, man. Dude, it can happen to you anywhere, but the Lord will put that in that fire in you Mm -hmm. and you won't be stopped. It's like the psalmist said, it's a, it's a fire that cannot be quenched Mm -hmm. the zeal of God. And so, you know, church, this episode is dedicated to you, Mm. to the church. Yes. Church, where are you? And here's why. We need you. Yeah. I have people all the time, Terry, that I meet on the streets. This is a very valid thing. And I meet people from all walks of life, all different spots in their walk. And I have people tell me a lot. They've been hurt by this, that, the other they're discouraged, they're broken, they're distraught, their trust is broken, all these things. And I have a lot of people tell me, well, I don't need the church. And I say, you know what? You're absolutely correct. You don't need the church, but the church needs you. Mm, Wow. Big statement there, brother. I uh, had a young couple just about a month ago come into the church, husband and wife, and uh, didn't know they were husband and wife. I met the husband. The wife was sitting about 10 chairs from him. <laughs> it was not wow. a good, it was not a good day for them, right? Wow. And uh, I found out how they were invited to the church. And uh, then after the service, I happened to see, little did I know, the wife walking out kind of quickly. And I just kind of, hey, hey, hey. And uh, ended up, she was crying. I mean, the Lord was just dealing with her heart. And uh, that week I get a call. And uh, it's, it's, it's her, and she tells me the story of what's going on. And I just want you to hear this church, just as big. They had gone to church for five years together, and they got, out in the, they got away from the church. They stopped going. And he had a past addiction problem. He had fallen back into the addiction, and it, it led to a different abuse and different stuff going on in the family. And uh, said they realized that they needed to come back to the church. Wow. They, thought, they thought in their mind that they could do it without the church. And what they're saying, I can do it without the people of God. They weren't talking right. about a building. They weren't talking about the, the organ. They weren't talking about the piano. They, they just realized they couldn't do it without other people around them that could love them and help it through it. And I think it's, if there's a message for the church today is wake up, 
We all need one another, right? We need to love one another. And we are the most imperfect people that you're ever going to be around. We're, we're, we're all sinners. We've fallen short of the glory of God. But here it is. Jesus saves. <laughs> Jesus saves. And he yeah. brings us back together as one. And so, you know, for the church, again, wake up. It's time to look across the aisles, love one another, because if we can love one another, we're going to love everybody else. But we have a problem with loving one another, don't we? You Come on, I mean? brother. And so it's one of those things where, you know, this is such a fine example, though, that they have now come into the church. They jumped into a life group. They're being loved on. Uh, they're in the Bible. They took the Project 52 book home with them for discipleship, okay, which is big, big, huge. And they're starting to read that as a family together. Is there still issues? Absolutely. Is grace right. still abounding? Absolutely. Absolutely, grace is about, and we're the imperfect church with the perfect God. Come That's on, the right there. And so we're just we're living this life together and growing in it together. But the church, man, we are the hope of the world when the church is done right. That's Even right. Done yes. right, meaning that we're loving like Jesus loves, showing the grace like Jesus shows grace. We're forgiving like Jesus forgave. We're walking in it, man. We're living it. And that happens in the building, happens outside the building, happens in the households, the families, the life groups, on the jobs. I mean, it's crazy, right? And God's just saying, hey, man, I've got the greatest army, the biggest army in the world. Time to get ready. Kind That's it. That's it. You're in, no, you're in wide open fields out here. Let's go ahead and let's bear some fruit. It's time to fire up the combines, Amen, man. Gary, because the fields are wide under harvest, man. And the Lord is saying, listen, send, pray for me yeah. to send the laborers, right? And the only way that's going to happen, Terry, is if the city gets on her knees. And yeah. you know this, everybody listening, you know this, yeah. like you pray. Yeah. There's probably people listening to go, well, I pray. Listen, I pray in my, before I go to sleep every night or I pray over my meal, whatever that is. But listen, what's going to change a city is if the city gets on her knees together. And listen, you may not need the church, but the church needs you to be on your knees with us because there's power in agreement. There's power. A praying church is a powerful church. And Jesus promised was that the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. And I'm telling you, I want to insert against a praying church, Terry. Amen. That's huge right there. And I'm going to add just a little something to that. And, and this is, this is, I think I prayed about this the last time we were together is that we have to have a burden, right? And to have a burden, man, your, your heart has to be tender, you know? And I think that was my last prayer with you is God help me have that heart of flesh again. I want to weep for people. I, I want it to be in me where I'm not just doing the perfunctory religious thing come on but but that my heart is tender my spirit is is open to what you want to do and if there's anything we as a church definitely need to do man is have that tender and and broken heart you know jesus wept for his city he wept for his people and it's like okay god am i weeping for anybody am i weeping for my sons amen am i weeping for my family members that don't know you that could be a whole nother, uh, whole nother yeah. uh, episode, but man, Terry, you hit on something because I know every person listening to this podcast right now has somebody that you've prayed for, yes, whether it be a direct family member, a loved one, a relative, a friend, whatever that, you know, you prayed for and they need Jesus. And so what I'm saying to you as a challenge to come on church, where are you? to say, if you want to reap, then why don't you sow? 
So here's what I'm saying, man. You want you want somebody to come along and share the gospel with your loved one so they can know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you sow into that by sharing the gospel with somebody else's loved one? Amen. Amen. Watch what the Lord can do. My daddy is a ninth grade educated man, right? But when he came to Jesus, total transformation. And uh, man, he used to be, he was in his room at night. I could hear him crying for our family that we would all become followers of Jesus. And I want to tell you, as a teenager, it made me so mad. Don't you pray for me? Don't you pray for me? I can't believe you. But man, after I met Jesus, I was so thankful that Amen. I had a praying dad that wept for me, right? But one thing he said to me about my prayers, and maybe this is exactly what you were saying. He said, Terry, when you're praying for somebody or something, he said, you got to put legs on your prayers. Wow. He said, because you might be that very answer. You put legs on your prayers. You go to that person. You go do that thing he's told you to do. So church, let's put legs on our prayers. Amen. Drop the mic on that one, Terry. Man, (laughs) brother, listen, keep your ears on because we got more to unpack in future episodes. But man, we're already out of time, but I'm so grateful, Terry. I knew this would be a blessing, not only to myself, but to the hearers, those people tuning in and be sure to tune in again next week because we'll have another special guest and you'll get to hear their heart and you'll get to hear them learn as we are doing every day, how to walk out this lifestyle of evangelism. And thanks again, folks, for tuning in. You've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Rise FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at risefmohio.com. The Rise FM Podcast Network.